Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hawthorne Mall. This is the Fables Around the Table Tainted Love cast retrospective. We're back to answer all of the juicy questions you have about this season. If for some reason you're starting on this episode, Tainted Love featured a wonderful cast playing Visigoths vs. Mogoths, an RPG and dating sim written by Lucian Khan. So go back and give Tainted Love a listen, and then once you fall in love, run your own game with time-traveling goths roaming the mall. You can get a copy of Visigoths vs. Mogoths on itch.io at necromancy.itch.io slash goths. I'm Mallrat Chelsea. I was the Mallrat for this season of Fables Around the Table. I wrote the story and connected all of the events, and I also sincerely apologize for making you all listen to my terrible character voices. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, like them. I love yeah, your voices. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. Uh, we also have Kitty McClendon, who played Malgoth the Jezebel. Hello. Uh, we have Daniel Walker, who played Malgoth Razia. Hi. Uh, there's Roger Page, who played a Visigoth Barrick. Heyo. And finally, we have Fiona L.F. Kelly, who played Visigoth Goes Fintha, a.k.a. Goose. Hi. Uh, I'm glad we're all here to answer some questions about the season after six grueling weeks we're finally done with it all. <laughs> Yay. I'm gonna miss Wait, it. Wait, no, no, we did it in five days. The The magic of podcasting. Yes. <laughs> we did it in one day. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. That would have been wild. That would have been We stayed insane. in character the entire time. We all did not sleep. Well, I didn't sleep at all during the six no, weeks. So, no, you, you know, certainly that's fine. did not. <laughs> Chelsea, <That's true>. please. <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's get into some juicy juicy questions um let's start with this one so at the beginning of the 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 show we had some kind of like you know we were talking about our characters and what we thought who would be with who uh our friend cliff at just evil dm things asks what ships did you think would happen at the start of the arc that became true and which ones never set sail uh i'll go i absolutely thought barrack and raz were gonna for sure be a thing at the end and that's just like up in the air y'all yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's but, a loose end in general with Barrack right now. I I was kind of on the ship of Goose and um and Jezebel. I I, I was that to too. Happen. I kept joking about it, and then like you would give no response. So I'm like, all right, maybe Fiona's not into it. So no, I. I, didn't I push it. <laughs> I want to sort of like I, I want to see how things sort of naturally progress, and then it became so much about Kelly that if around episode three things would have started going a little bit differently, um, I think that Goose maybe could have been swayed to another character, but it ended up just being all about Kelly at the end of the show. Yeah, I got very <laughs> Kelly focused very fast, so I was yeah. like, all right, yeah, which I go. also <laughs> loved because I did really like Kelly. Um, this was a ship that was introduced really late, but I did think that uh, Goose and Barrack would have been cute too. If I that would have been too. introduced earlier and we could have explored it, I would have I would have enjoyed that. Yeah, I think uh, I that's something that I didn't really think about when um we were playing it, but I think when like listening back to it, um, I mean, I was picking up more of like kind of what I. I guess unknowingly was kind of playing Barrack around um, and having an interest in Gosvinta and um, not really knowing how to feel about it kind of thing. So I think that that's something that I was really happy to kind of include there, but also have um, Barrack have a little bit of like a moment where he was like, you know, kind of letting go of that feeling. And uh, I think it was just kind of like reflective of like where I was at kind of like that time in my life, I guess. Like, when I was, like, around Barrack's age, kind of, just figuring those feelings out. So, yeah, I don't right. know. It was just oh, nice to have cute. that moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, and my... we, we also didn't really talk about our characters at all. At least not Roger and I talked about them uh, before we started playing them. Because I, I think in episode zero, you even hear us like be like, well, what's your character like? <laughs> right. And then just because Roger and I are best buddies, uh, Goose and Barrick instantly became best buddies too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My other favorite thing about the whole Barrick and Goose thing was that everyone else thought Roger was setting this up the whole time. Like, we were all ready for it. And Roger was like, what? When we all... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was just like, oh, you're talking about uh, Goose, right? And I'm like, no. Like, now I was I just, <laughs> yeah, like, I was just, like, I was just kind of putting, like, breadcrumbs out there. I don't know. Sometimes when I roleplay um, in games and stuff, I'll throw out things that I'm not really, like, super tied to. Um, I know a lot of times when people are playing, they kind of, like, force in their ideas about something that they think would be, like, really cool to roleplay or something like that. And so, like, I'm totally fine just, like, throwing out a random one-liner or something and, like, or a random tidbit that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, probably shouldn't do that for podcasts because I can see how that would be frustrating <laughs> as shit for an audience member. But I'm glad that it kind of panned out into something more here for this. Yeah, I I loved Goose and Barrick's relationship. It was one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> okay. Romance or not. Oh, yeah, for sure. I really enjoy them together as a uh, duo. I know something I was kind of hoping for when I was writing my villain and everything was I hope so. I, I, I did hope someone would go for Camilla. And we got that a little bit with um, Razia and Camilla at the end there, but nothing quite as hard uh, as I thought we might. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one that didn't happen. <laughs> I think it's because we spent the first episode or two after she was introduced being like, ah, she's evil and going to kill us all. Right. Which, like, yeah. she was, but... <laughs> uh, she yeah, had her reasons. Like, yeah, we went, like, yeah. bad touch. I also think most of us... Uh, <laughs> We're, we're slightly under underprepared for her uh, coming out the gate immediately flirting with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my yeah. favorite thing. She um, came on she came on real strong out of nowhere, and I'm like, you're a stranger. I'm like, stranger danger. <laughs> yeah, I think that Goose is a little bit underprepared for uh, the way Camilla was, was talking to her. Though I do miss always romancing you in all of our games, so we... Well, yeah. no, we got Kelly... So never mind. That oh yeah, happen. I mean, yeah. we still did it. Yeah, you did do uh, yeah. it. Fiona and I, and, yes. and all of our games are always um, vampire girlfriends. So. Yes, true. <laughs> I, we weren't vampire girlfriends this time. We were human girlfriends. We could have been vampire, quote unquote. Well, I could have been a vampire girlfriend again, but <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing about editing that and hearing the the playback of you guys responding to Camilla the first time and just hearing how awkward you guys are at, at the constant <laughs> onslaught. That's because we're awkward in real life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm ruining the facade. <laughs> Chelsea, you're just really good at flirting and I don't know how to respond it's to it, okay? It's too intimidating. <laughs> That's we're like, Chel- yeah. Chelsea, you can't be better at flirting than us because that shows how bad at flirting we are. <laughs> But it really wasn't. I was trying to go for maximum cheese, and it just it, it worked out. Chelsea, really good, we love it was cheese. Really <laughs> yeah, we were all like swoon. <laughs> what do <laughs> we all have that yeah. strong sapphic energy of not knowing how to respond it's to true. Uh, very yeah. overt we signals? Were, we were all too gay to actually flirt. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think there's still like a little piece of us that's like, is she? <laughs> is she really like us though? <laughs> like, like maybe she's just being nice. Um, <laughs> we're just good friends. Maybe this is a good transition into our next question. Which player is most like their character, and are there any aspects of your characters that you pulled directly from yourself? Uh, this question was from our friend Maggie. I I think that Kitty is a lot like Jez. I am. I am a lot like Jez. Um, I pulled all the punk stuff from myself. <laughs> um, I'm very. I'm both always been very loudly queer and feminist and an angry leftist activist um so I, I i can't not put that in all of my characters it just happens um and so i just lean into it especially since like i i was a goth baby too and uh goth punk was like my thing so i'm like i'm just gonna go right into it i'm i'm being a mall goth so i can live out my goth dreams um <laughs> Also, I did also do theater. I didn't do tech work like Jezebel did, but I did theater. So that's why I latched on to the theater tech Mogoth. I was like, I know things. I can do this. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think there were definitely parts of Dan that came out through Razia. I mean, yeah. yeah, at least typically the way I make a character is I will take aspects of myself and just if if like you have notches from one to 10, I'll just lower some things down to like four and crank some things up to like 11 or so <laughs> just to like mess around with that idea. I don't know how much of myself I would say ended up in Razia, but I guess it like a, a hyper idealized version of what I could have been if I learned some shit a little earlier on in my life. Mm. <laughs> Razia's fashion sense uh, is definitely your fashion sense. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't learn that until like three years ago. <laughs> okay, but you're still hot now, Dan. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. What about the Visigoths? Um, yeah, I think that there's definitely a lot of me in Goose, um, especially me, like, at that age. I I like to make my characters kind of awkward so that when I, the player, am kind of awkward, um, <laughs> it just, like, works. Uh- <laughs> God, galaxy braining it. Fiona also yeah. did name a horse she owned after a former boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, that's a true fact. No, that I don't have a horse. No, I but I do think that the horse girlness was also like sort of me. I think I was a horse girl at a much younger age than Goose. Um, pro- <laughs> I was probably like an elementary school or something. I got pretty horse girl. Um, I think that Goose in like a year would see the cats video that comes out and like would be really into cats, which I also am and was. Um, That's how Goose just, and Jez are really going to bond. Yeah, from like 1998 <laughs> on, uh, I I really like cats, like pretty unironically. Um, and I think also just like, it's just that idea of like having a pet that you want like so desperately with you. I'm, go- I'm going to get like serious and sad for a second, but it was shortly before we started uh, recording Curse, our first season, my dog died. And I thought about that like a lot as we were going through this, this like kind of want for her to be like, okay, like what would I do for like, one more day with my horse and it came out towards the end obviously we made it like really goofy and stuff like that but I mean I'm like literally looking at a painting I commissioned of my cat so (laughs) so uh yeah I really like my pets a whole lot and I would totally have uh harassed Raz from day one to bring them with me too (laughs) oh god same yeah yeah um i touched on this a little bit in the last answer um with the um struggling to kind of understand the difference between like your romantic and kind of um 
you know, more non-romantic kind of feelings towards people that you care about and that intimacy that you can share with people that doesn't always have to be romantic. Um, so I think that was like a, a big part of me, like from around that time that Barrick is aged. Um, so I, I don't think I intentionally kind of um, went in with that idea, but I just, just over the course of role playing it, I think that was like a, a happy little accident kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think there's also uh, a pretty obvious part of me that's in Barrack as well. I really like music, um, and I already know that um, I would have loved to have been um, hanging out in Big Disc Energy and all of that stuff if I were picking it. So um, that's why I have Barrack uh, really into music and um, bonding with Amina over that and um, ultimately making a mixtape. Like, that's something I do um, with people I enjoy, um, you know, getting to know them. Like, I try to make music that I think fits them or, um, like, feels like them um, in a way. So I, I think that I connect to people a lot through music, and so I kind of put that in Barrack as well. And yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of the sense. Aux chord, like, <laughs> the aux chord in your car, and I just play the whole soundtrack of Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, uh, we bonded over that super hard. Yeah, we bonded over that. We also became friends over a Madonna cassette that we found at a thrift store back in like 2010. (laughs) That's amazing. That's very true. That's very true. Um, Fiona, I know you have a list of questions you've been um keeping too. Do you want? Would you like to ask one? Yeah. Um. This is a question for Daniel. Um, who would win in a fight, JC Rookwood or Razia? JC. <laughs> really? Yeah, Razia is like cool and stuff, but I, they have some like reservations about hurting people and genuinely kind of felt bad when Goose was like, you hurt him. That's why you should stay away. JC at the, JC probably even from the beginning of things was conniving enough to be like i jc probably wouldn't do it himself but like yeah the moment razia starts doing magic jc would set them up for a quick downfall <laughs> like oh, and oh like, cool plus, cool plus you're doing magic end. awesome awesome hey hey fam uh there's a witch over here <laughs> brought plus, undead by, by the end visigoths JC was like JC was like a fucking um witch hunter, honestly. JC like, was ready to kill a person by the yeah. end of curse. That's that's entirely fair. That's gonna that's gonna we're gonna do that one day. Just everyone takes all the characters they played and just battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> that would be all these silly. systems that are not built for combat. Yep. <laughs> See, and this one you only get 2d6, but JC gets 3d6. <laughs> get fucked, dress. That's all right. I'll, I'll embarrass myself. I'll have my mom call so that yep. you can get your bonus. <laughs> um, let's see. What's another good question we got here? Okay, I like this one. If your characters were to play Visigoths vs. Malgoths with the same story, what kind of characters would they make to play? Would they still play on their own side? Oh, uh, this is asked by our friend hmm. Becky. Yes, she'd still be a Malgoth. <laughs> yeah, see, I, w- I would, I would want to say that Goose would pick conquer Visigoth still. Um, yeah, I, I think that's what she'd go with. I honestly think though that Jez would choose Witch just to like play around in Raz's world a little bit. <laughs> it's a fun world. <laughs> Goose would give herself a much cooler backstory, though. She'd like, (laughs) yeah, like if Goose is like Gabrielle from Xena, she would make herself Xena in in the game. (laughs) Mm. She'd be gayness. (laughs) 
Yeah, she yeah, she'd be gayness. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think depending on like how things went, like Roz would absolutely probably choose a Visigoth, uh, just to just to mess around with the idea and either just like really get on Goose's nerves intentionally by fucking things up and getting a lot of facts wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just like you're playing it wrong, yeah. Or like get way too into it. A little bit of both, honestly. Probably. Well, Roz would have to be a uh, conqueror. That's conqueror had the once a day that you can convince somebody that a thing is actually a go- Visigothic thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I never used that. That's what I was thinking when I was looking at the character sheet earlier. I was like, oh man, Fiona never used her once a day thing. In my yeah. in my head, it probably would go something along the lines of like, Goose does something in character to piss Raz off. So Raz just like fucks around for a while. And the moment it's like, that's not how you're supposed to play a Visigoth. Just being like, oh, are they not like completely inept losers? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that from the get go. Wow. Someone should have told me that. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Friendship. In a a weird way, I think Beric would also do that. Um, (laughs) I know. God, because... Beric would would definitely play a Molgoth. Honestly, (laughs) Goose and Jez and Beric and Raz were like perfect foils of each other (laughs) without us even intending it in that they're like so similar, just on the opposite sides. (laughs) Yeah, like they're like two ends of the same battery, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Then... Then let me pose you the next question. Uh, our friend Cliff asks, if you had forgotten that the Visigoths were brought forward in time and there was no, you know, battle between the Mulgoths and Visigoths, could all of these characters have been friends? Okay. I, I think yes, absolutely. If there was no yeah. battle, then yes. If, I, if there was still, like, the Visigoths show up and trying to take over them all... Jez absolutely still would not have liked them. It would have been the same thing of why are they trying to take over my over my mall? This is my last summer here. All I want is my mall with my friend. And who is this cozying up with this friend that I definitely don't have a crush on? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that Goose would have seen Raz as a powerful ally if um if she didn't remember that Raz was the one who like brought her here and uh would try to get Raz like on her side to help her conquer them all. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Beric would have absolutely been friends with the Mulgoths, or at least would be open to that idea. I don't know how you know Jez would feel about that, but yeah, because they they were like kind of friends though. Yeah, they, like they yeah, were already they, friends. They, I mean, like, <laughs> they even really though Goose were said over and over again, "We're not friends." Yeah, they were yeah. Definitely Goose friends. and Jez were like, "No, we're not friends." And Beric and Raz were just kind of looking at each other, like, "Okay, we're, yeah, we're we're kind of friends." <laughs> yeah, <we're> friends. <laughs> yeah, like. Barrack and Raz had no problems. Yeah, I think at the end of it all, outside of, like, open... Well, I mean, even then, at the very end, it got better. Like, Goose mm-hmm. and Raz were still, like, antagonistic, but not mm-hmm. nearly as bad as it started. Yeah, plus, like, yeah. around... I, I don't remember, the third or fourth episode, I think it might have been the fourth, Joe started trying to extend an olive branch to Goose, kind of, just because, like, they got shoved together so much, and she finally had to actually, like, see Goose's side of things, and that they were actually pretty similar, and she was like, ha, oh, fuck. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, Goose never had that big of a problem with Jez other than Jez's relationship with Raz. But I tried to in the last episode, especially like pulling Raz in for that conversation show that like they are actually friends. Goose does actually like these guys. Um it's it's partially for show that she's like so antagonistic towards them because that's like almost part of the meme. Like it's part of like just how she thinks about it. Like Yeah, that's how we're supposed to be my enemy. (laughs) But also also she kind of likes <laughs> they hang out all the time of course they're friends yeah. Yeah. Jess's mom drives us all to the mall <laughs> yeah yeah, that's something I think we never addressed that we like sort of out of the context of this podcast decided that Jess's mom drives them all to the mall every day <laughs> <laughs> and it's like we have to get dropped off separately because like ew yeah, yeah she picks up the Vizzies first and then swings back and gets Jez and Raz. Um, and a similar question then, Nick, our producer, asks, uh, what would Goose and Beric be like if they were the Mulgoths, and what would Jez and Raz be like if they were Visigoths? How much would the characters change? Jez would be a conqueror Ooh. Visigoth if she was a Visigoth. Um, Goose would have to change a lot, I think. You mean there are no horse girl Mulgoths? <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, there was the um the Mogoth that we didn't do the cyber pet. Yeah, yeah, uh, Mogoth. In my home game, one of the Mogoths is a is a cyber pet, and it just tickles me every time. <laughs> um, I I don't think that she would be um I don't think that she would be a cyber pet though. I think that she would have to be a theater tech goth and be like. Have See, they're the same person. <laughs> yeah, have her obsession switch to like musicals and, and bossing people around, you know, um, like in that way, like, you know, behind the scenes. But yeah, I think a lot of aspects of her character would have to change. I think Raz would be a fucking monster as a Visigoth. <laughs> Raz would be terrified. Like I, I, I was thinking about this from having a from like once Nick posted it, and also because I've been watching like period dramas recently about like Vikings and uh, or like Saxons and Danes. Uh, Visigoth Raz would have absolutely been me, just like to like turning up the uh, the subs- like suspicious spy master thing to like as high as I could get it. They would have assimilated with in like two months of of coming in integrated themselves in like the gothic society uh probably even converted faiths jokingly and <laughs> would have been like yeah i get information from the goss and feed it to the vi- to feed it to the visigoths from when we inevitably take these people out and kill them <laughs> mm. <laughs> meanwhile here i was gonna be like yeah for jez um I think she like she, a lot of the softer moments would have would have been gone or harder to get to because she would feel like she would have to keep up the hard facade more if she was you know Visigoth and thrust into the situation. Uh, but man, I don't know if Jez and Raz would be as close <laughs> if they were Visigoths. No, no I, like I feel like I feel like because of of the fact that we we sort of specified that like a lot of the goths in the mall sort of went to the same school bonded very quickly and all sort of got into the gothic phase in similar times around sort of definitely like made raz you know a person who wants to help other people in like a visigothic era where war is important and being strong and conquering your enemies is something you do raz would absolutely just kind of have been a very bad person with a lot of ambition <laughs> would Raz have, have been a, a charlatan or a rune caster? I don't see them as a conqueror. Yeah, probably not a conqueror because, uh, like, in, at least for most of my characters, I never imagined them to be like 
physically very bulky and when i think conqueror i think like physically bulky and able to like best somebody in a fight um charlatan and runecaster are both very cool uh but i think dan as a person now looking at things and being like oh the runecaster can make themselves invisible boy that's got a lot of uses (laughs) (laughs) like it would have absolutely been that like it's I also just tend to play like a lot of conniving characters who are no. absolutely no. I'm 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 a very sweet boy deep down. It's true but like, you are, but like where Barrick was willing to stab Camilla in the chest, and and Goose is like, you know, we'll fight them. Visigoth Raz would be like, no, 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 no. Like they're fine. I I interact with both groups. We can form some sort of diplomatic relationship here, and then like follow someone home and stab them while they sleep. To be perfectly honest, the whole thing with the whole thing with uh when Camilla we first like were suspicious of her, Jez was Jez was gonna like pretend that everything was cool and fine until Raz shattered that immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Razia was subtle the entirety of the game. I have to have I'm not subtle. If everything's too subtle, no one can read. Yeah, I like it. I'm trying to think about what Beric would be, honestly, as a Mogoth, and uh, I think it would be, like, <laughs> um, a witch, honestly, but there's a part of me that also is, like, cyber pet, for real, for real, um, because if this were a more adult game, Beric has big bottom energy, and, uh, yeah, I think, like, that would really yeah. resonate for Beric, I think. Yeah. It's funny, I did now after we've been talking about it, did just put together that it's been cyber pet this entire time and cyberpunk and the animal ears never made sense to me until now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I only skimmed and I found which and I was like, I don't need to read any of the other ones now. (laughs) (laughs) I found the one I want. Everything else, those are just words. Uh, Fiona, do you have another question you want to throw at us? Sure. Um, this is a burning question I've had since the last episode. Uh, when did Jez and Raz make out and what happened? <laughs> we didn't discuss mm. this at all. That was something no. that I just threw out and Dan just agreed because that's how we are as people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like the the versions of, of Raz and Jez that you, you see during the game are like the ones who have figured themselves out. Yeah. A lot. And, like, Raz uh, and Jez have been, like, best friends for years at this point. Yeah. And also, like, you can tell that, like, they both very much have, like, explored the whole, like, platonic, romantic. Like, they're they're very firm and ha- have, which is very good for their ages, but it's it's a, it's a nice thing of ha- being in a counterculture kind of uh, movement that's just really open about queerness and love. Um, mm-hmm. That you can explore platonic, romantic love and be like, sure. It's not not like that big of a deal just to make out with your friends. It's whatever. (laughs) It's probably something that like happened kind of early on in high school. Yeah, to be perfectly honest. Everyone's smooching. Yeah. Everybody just smooches, man. I I, like there probably there probably (laughs) was a time where like they were like, should we date? And then they were like, we're better as friends. (laughs) Yeah, I I think their dynamic works very well as friends. Uh, so basically the goose barrack thing but earlier yeah (laughs) yeah do you have another one fiona um so this question is for daniel 
did Raz bring Goose's horse back after the episode five ended? I mean, eventually, probably yes. Especially since Goose was probably like bugging them about it every second. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is like an everyday she's bringing it up. There was probably like a nice little bit of like time where like if if Goose just got like super, super repetitive, like when are you doing this? That like Raz <laughs> would message Kelly and be like, hey, can you like take her on a date or something? I need time. <laughs> and it, it probably took a while because I don't actually remember if it ever came up in the story. Uh, but Raz bringing the Visigoths in to the future was almost entirely on accident. Uh, it was intended to be like, yeah, I just want to like contact the spirits of the dead. Uh, mm-hmm. Ask a couple questions. Ask a couple questions, because that's kind of shit you do uh, when you're bored on like, I don't know, a fucking Friday. It was actually uh, like really routine shit. Like Jez was just chilling, playing playing on like a handheld video game. Raz was just doing normal Ouija board shit. This was how they, ha- how they spent their weekends. And then, whoo. And then it got out of hand very quickly. (laughs) And like Raz absolutely 100% like from the moment it fucked up was like, all right, nobody can know I have fucked up. So I have to (laughs) play it off as if I'm absolutely certain of what I'm doing. Mm. So yeah, just like play it straight. Like, yes, I did this intentionally. I am very powerful. I know what I'm doing. And then the moment, you know, Goose was like, you got to bring this back. You got to bring back my horse. It was like probably a month long endeavor figuring out how I fucked it up so well and how to recreate that. (laughs) That's that's fair. Very much did not want to bring half a horse. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, if I bring back half a horse, she'll just kill me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, see, when I was, like, playing with Ouija boards and stuff with my friends when I was 17, I wasn't, like, looking for 5th century Visigoths. I think that the one that we played with (laughs) at my house just, is just, like, Ben over and over again. So, I don't think that's a Visigoth name, but I don't know, maybe it is. Who knows? I honestly, (laughs) because of, uh, at least who I am as a person, which, uh, regardless of if it did or not, probably bled into Raz, is I I just find, like, older cultures very interesting. So it was probably just, like, a a, a deep dive into probably, like, Roman culture and then seeing, like, a thing about, like, the Visigoths and being like, well, hold on. I'm Visigoths? (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's see where this goes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And probably just seeing, like, a name written down somewhere and just being like, you know, fuck it. I shouldn't bring back, like, a super famous Visigoth because I can probably just read about him. Let me get, like, let me get the untold stories of of some of the uh the not not like maybe not like super famous or like not well known but some of like the smaller people and then it all yeah. went bad and i brought <laughs> a lot of people to the future it happens to the best of us yeah you guys you got to play with the cards dealt yeah if i had a nickel <laughs> i'd have two nickels now which is not a lot but it's but it's weird but it's that weird it that it happened twice once, right? yeah yeah Okay, well, if I may be <laughs> indulgent for a moment. Perhaps. Um, Absolutely. Our friend Cliff asked us, uh, or specifically me as the, the mall rat slash game master, uh, how did the player character choices change or shape the story? And I don't know if this is something you guys were wondering about either. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm always mm-hmm. nosy, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, how but did I fuck up your game? It's... <laughs> 
so with with something like Visigoths versus Malgoths, um, because of the framework for like how long the session is and the individual um, like time segments and things like that, I really didn't have a lot scripted for this. A lot of the story was influenced on what you guys did that first episode. For example, the scavenger hunt. I had no. I, I made all of those um, questions really abstract because I wanted you guys to make up elements for me to play with that I could develop from there. Um, so that was a way of you guys writing the story for me. <laughs> Galaxy brain. Um, like the mirror. The mirror uh, was was a was a Dan idea. Uh, that only became important after the first episode. <laughs> I was wondering because, like, I when I was listening back, I was like, huh. I wonder mm-hmm. if this was, like, a thing already or if this just became a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I I sat down and, and looked at the list of things you brought and was like, okay, what, what can we thematically make out of these things? The lemons. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Wolfie became so important. Oh, okay. <laughs> so to say that you guys um, completely changed the story is inaccurate, though, because we pretty much did when I sat down and was like, these are the major beats I want to have in my story. They all happened. That is, we, we followed... We, fought, we went on the hike together, <laughs> um, but I left enough wiggle room in there to um, be able to adapt for what you guys wanted to do and fit that within the, the beat framework that I had already made. Uh, so it was mm-hmm. this really cool, um, and I, I wouldn't recommend doing this for a podcast ever again, but this really cool like ad-lib story that we did the whole time that happened to actually end where it was supposed to. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That is that question. <laughs> Another question from our friend Becky. Uh, in real life, so as you, the the people, the players, uh, which of you would date Camilla knowing what you know? Me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Dan sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so, firm maybe. Um, her ideas on love and fate are kind of eh for me. But I'm no longer creeped out by her like I was when we first met her. Uh, because now it's just clear to me that she was just a casualty of queer tragedy. Right. Our poor our poor gay baby, Camilla. I, I would mean, not date Camilla. There, there's uh. something to be said about a person who looks good in a dress and a suit. I'm a simple that person. I, I do know what point. I like. See, but I already look good in a dress and a suit, so I get all that just from me. Same. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I would probably date Camilla. Yeah, I probably would. I would, I would say, yeah, that's, that's probably something that I would be into me personally. Oh Um, man, I'm, I'm left out. I I always want a big titty goth girlfriend. That's fair. I'm not (laughs) sure I'm ready, like, as a person to support the baggage that comes with having a dead past lover. Mm. Like, that's not the part that's, that's getting me all, like, caught up about it. That part, like, <laughs> that's the part I'm the coolest with, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. I just like it when you have issues. I'm sorry. I'm attracted to you if you have issues. That's a problem with me. <laughs> I understand that. But I'm like, Camilla's got issues, and I like that. <coughs> Chelsea, would you date Camilla? I think I would. And maybe that's a little egotistical of <laughs> me. Would you date yourself? But, <laughs> um... <laughs> But I, much like Roger, am also attracted to people that have heavy baggage. Uh, See, I'm okay with I th- baggage. I just don't think I would properly handle that baggage and that 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 this stage in my life. Mm. I'd be like, you you need you need someone who like can really help you with that. 
And I don't know if I can't, like, I know a lot about death and the grieving process. I'm fine with that. It's more that I don't know if, like, I can also do that while we are romantically entangled. Ooh, I also feel like right. I've read enough, like, our relationship advice or am I the asshole involving, That's all like, I can think of. a dead partner or, like, a dead <laughs> old partner to be like, I feel like something's gonna happen. And then just the age gap on top of yeah, that. Like, yeah, like, that I, age gap, though. Weirdly enough, I think the fact that she's just, like, an immortal vampire-esque being and the fact that, like, her ex-love has been dead for a while makes it a lot easier. But she, but, like, her, her ex-love has been dead for, like, a while and she's still not over it, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, she did not theory. process that at all. <laughs> Camilla, please go to therapy. Well seasoned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I would also probably date Camilla because I built her to be very like attractive and I I only had my reference to build her <laughs> off of. <laughs> Chelsea so, was like, I'm gonna build me a big titty goth GF. Yeah, Camilla and I wouldn't get past the first date. I would say like, sure, let's see how this one date goes and then be like, nope, mm-mm. I feel like I feel like it's probably probably where we would be too. I also think villains are kinda hot. Yep, no. I would throw myself at <laughs> and, Camilla. And she and she's I guess she's more of an anti villain in by like term alone. But right. that's also yeah, kinda and, uh, hot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Camilla's just not vibing here on this. We're vibing here on this. Yeah. Camilla's just like not like the typical like villain I would throw myself at which is I'm fear she's not a typical villain in general which is yeah I'm, what I'm sure she's, Chelsea was going she's for she's not Shigo so you know <laughs> she's not Shigo she's like I stand for Shigo so hard yeah. Same. I mean, who who among us who would among not us? date Shigo? If 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 you're gonna answer that and say that you wouldn't, do not. I'm like I'm like more of a poison ivy like type of. Okay, but I date. love poison ivy too. Yeah, that, I that's was poison ivy I for am. Halloween like, a couple years ago. Maybe the wrong way, but to like pretty good results. If we're being honest, that's that's about where I am. <laughs> Plus, I mean, we're both plant moms, so you know. <laughs> Oh, I know nothing just about asked to die. This makes sense. This also, makes sense. I'm extremely vain and like people who are just like me. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Is that why you can't date Camille? Yeah, she's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask a goofy question. Okay. Um, so these are kind of in the same vein, so I'm going to tie them together. They were asked by the same person. Thank you, Gabby. What do you think your character would be doing in 2020, and how would they be doing in quarantine? I also thought about this one. So presumably, if my, if like you know, our characters age to to 2020, uh, that's fucking like 22 years from or 23. Oh, I didn't think about yeah, it that way. <laughs> that's how I thought about it. But regardless, regardless, I feel like with enough time, Raz can figure out weirder shit to do with their powers. And they're just gonna fucking like Yoshikage Kira and start death noting people in the safety of quarantine. <laughs> On a similar note, I sort of think Goose would be thriving because she'd be like, she'd be like middle age. She would have gotten that horse back. She probably would have gotten a small army together. And she would be riding to Washington, D.C. to make shit happen. Like, she took See, over this, Rome, this she is... can do this. <laughs> this, is why Go- this is why Goose and Jez actually are going to be best friends. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> all right, I didn't take it as them aging, but either way, Jez would be so in the protests and riots. Like, she'd be in them. Um, 
she still would have been doing theater tech stuff the whole time um because i mean that's what she was going to college for and it's, it's very much something she loves um honestly i think she'd be a video game streamer mm, um, I like it. she probably would have gotten big like real real into twitch and doing like let's plays and then live streaming once um you know that got bigger Mm-hmm. And then in quarantine, probably would have been playing a bunch of Among Us with all with all these dorks, <laughs> um, <laughs> and they'd all be fighting over it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Goose Goose would be the um, mythical leader of Antifa. That's what Goose would be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, Go- Goose and Jez would be like mar- like going to go kick down the gates of the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's actually a really cool image. Um, I think for Barrick, I mean, I also wasn't aging him up in my mind when I heard this question asked. Um, but I guess that's kind of interesting to think about. Uh, I think right? that Barrick definitely starts a band with Bitter Herb after the events Ooh. of the show. Oh, I love <laughs> oh my that. god, I love it. And... So I think that that becomes a thing for the next few years. The band breaks up. I don't know why, but they break up because all bands it's break a, it, up. Like, listen, it's it was... because they have two drummers. Right, yeah. <laughs> so all bands break up for some reason. I don't know. And um, so Barrick definitely starts a band. And uh, during quarantine, I think that Barrick is djing um like doing the like instagram live dj sets yeah i was gonna say like like or like the twitch dance parties yeah so like that's definitely barracks style during quarantine of like just getting through with music um and making stuff uh, I guess it's fun to decide who Barrick is with at this point in his yeah. life. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, because I think at the end of the show, I mean, I can't, I kind of like leaving it open there about like, mm, like, will he or won't he and who does he end up with kind of thing. Right. Um, okay, but you have to, you have to tell us at least. <laughs> us and all of our listeners. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna hold it to myself, honestly. Like, I don't know. I think it's more fun that way. Yeah. Um, but Roger. yeah, I definitely think that there's certain things that I think I can like firmly pin down for Barrick that would like have happened by that point in his life. But yeah, I don't know. Ross probably has an Etsy store. Oh, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't Goose know why, have but ever, I feel like... like, I feel like Jez has an OnlyFans. <laughs> and I'm subscribed. Me, Fiona L.F. <laughs> Kelly, I'm the <laughs> supporter. <laughs> You know, I could see that. Like, I, I I don't I don't think she would have gone right to it, but I think it would have been the progression of like doing the streaming and the let's plays and all that, mm-hmm. and this being like, yeah, I'm hot. Yeah, like Jess is <laughs> and very she, and confident she was... in her body and everything, and so yeah, yeah, I think that like just strikes me as like Jess would totally have an OnlyFans. Is anybody roommates? Oh my god! And they were and roommates. they were roommates. <laughs> Um, I do think Barrick would definitely want it. Uh, uh, Barrick and Goose probably were roommates for a time. <gasps> yeah. Um, and yeah, I think sure. that I think that Barrick would probably want to live close to Goose in much the same way that I want to live near Fiona now. I know. We're so far. I know. <laughs> yeah, we are in uh, three states recording this. <laughs> we yeah. are. Oh, wait, but would Goose and Barrick have ever gone to, like, school, like, to get GEDs or anything like that? Nope. Mm-mm. Not Goose. <laughs> uh, 
Barrack probably would have. I think that Barrack in general was like more on board of like assimilating more into culture than Goose, I think. So I think that like Barrack probably like holds a little bit of that stuff, but like was interested in like learning what happened like after and all that stuff and kind of like getting up to speed essentially. Um, with society. So I think like, yeah, that'd probably be something he would do. Did he go to college? Did he, did he, what major was he if he went to college? Mmm, damn. We, that's for the spinoff series, Kitty. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I do like yeah, the idea. We gotta do like the all grown up of, of this show. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I do like the idea of presumably the, the Malgoths presenting this question and Goose just being like, why do I need a Jed? I do not know Jed. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Jed? <laughs> I will I will destroy him. Um Fiona, do you have any more questions? Um I do. So Roger sort of answered the first half of this question because I was also going to pose this to Barrick, but uh who would Raz have gone for in the finale if we would have like had the time to uh to see who Raz was eyeing? If it would have been Raz, who who would Raz have chosen? Uh <laughs> don't sound so pained <laughs> that's like a difficult thing because part of me mostly because i made i made raz very open to like people uh unfortunately fiona goose being like yeah you just hurt us and between that and raz eventually associating yeah you just hurt us specifically barrack in this instance and then the the first flirt that was sent Barrick's way was sort of met with like not disinterest but sort of like an uncomfortableness. Kind of made going for Barrick difficult in Raz's eyes because it's like, oh, Aww. he also knows <laughs> that I hurt him. Oh, I don't want to do that actions. again. Uh, <laughs> and then when I was because I, I Raz was also into the idea of Camilla. Uh, because a witch and a vampire, that just does make sense. Like, that makes sense. Mm, yeah. uh, but when I was thinking about it, I was like, fuck, am I just like manic pixieing Raz by being like, yeah, I'll be the one to, to save Camilla. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, that's not good too. So prob- Raz probably like, whenever someone, like, whenever the manic pixie dream girl term gets like invented, Raz is probably just sits for a while and goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, if not, Very if relatable. not those two, Raz <laughs> probably would have made like an effort to genuinely like approach hemlock because hemlock very attractive young man uh he knows it he also knows that people think that's all he's worth so probably in like an effort to be like no like you've got more beyond that get to know him uh and then inevitably date him do some, uh, so do it do some latin it. lessons wink wink yeah it never it never came up but on paper judith sounds very cool <laughs> We yeah, just, I, I know. That was one we of the, the so funny like things that happened in the last yeah. two episodes. Just like Raz being like, "We should go see Judith," and then never going to see. Yeah, Judith. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was one of those things that I brought up, and then like either shortly forgot that I brought up, or we're like, "All right, cool. We are like on a time clock. We probably don't have enough time to do that." But like they describe her as skateboarding to work in a Victorian ball gown. Yeah, I do. She's I do. super oh, sarcastic. The skill she has listed is fucking swords. She just seems <laughs> cool. Yeah, I do wish we got to meet Judith because I think I would have been real gay for Judith. 
Yeah. But like, like I don't know. Like, I, I don't that's know. Like if that's the character who's going off doing their own shit, and you're like, okay, if this character gets introduced, they are the main character now. <laughs> yeah, this person is too go. cool to not be the main character. That's why. So one of the things that I think um, kind of relates back to the you guys influencing how I was building the story and stuff. I'm glad you guys kept wanting to talk to the same people because that's a lot of PC or NPCs that I would have had to yep. role play and remember who they all. And they have relationships yeah. with each other like it was it's yeah. real in depth i love how much thought lucian put into it but i was like yeah. ah uh-huh. i was like holy shit chelsea's gonna juggle a lot of npcs yeah i liked yeah. Uh-huh. every now and again i would go to the optional mall clerk relationships and be like gasp they're exes <laughs> i know it was um was it was like trying tea. to remember it was brunelda like, gay bar is real good friends with brunelda <laughs> Yeah. Brunhilda and Pam, right? I'm pretty sure it's Brunhilda and Pam yeah. exes. Yeah. I also think uh, I also Spicy. think Bitter Herb has the or uh, Hemlock has the most exes. <laughs> yeah, He's dated Requiem, Fritz Fang, and Bitter Herb. <gasps> Hemlock and Fritz dated. They did. Oh my god. So much tea. And he's oh, best friends with Judith. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. We could have gotten Judith. Uh, a question for you guys. Um, do you think I made the NPCs different enough when we were playing? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you shit on your character voices a lot, but I like them. I, I do, too. So don't I be mean to, to my friend. Yeah. <laughs> we will fight you. In my I, home I game of this... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Chelsea. No, you, you can go. Uh, in my home game of this, so... My players want to interact with everyone a whole lot more. They are also all in love with Hemlock, by the way. <laughs> I think that, the, that our uh, our cyber pet Obsidian is super into him. Um, but I like I I was having so much trouble like trying to keep them all straight that whenever uh, we got to a character who we had interacted with in this game, I'm just like I am Chelsea now. This is who the character is, <laughs> and I just had to do. Exactly what I thought Chelsea would do, um, especially when we got to Volfi, and then they all told me how much Volfi was their favorite. So I'm like, that is all Chelsea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, I I loved Volfi, but I was so scared when we started um, having interest in uh, Ia getting her pronouns correctly. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, it took me until probably episode three mm-hmm. to finally get them all right straight through the entire way. <laughs> yeah, that was like, I think that brings like, I don't know, going like sort of talking on a meta level about the podcast. I sort of like that we like kept that in us like, like course correcting and stuff like that other than re-recording, you know, ourselves because I think that that was like very genuine to how people like right when you suddenly have to learn a new pronoun like it's okay to get it wrong but you have to like correct yourself and you know and then like, like not make that. a big like deal about correcting in. it either yeah just right. just do it just you know go back and do it and it'll, it'll stick eventually i was putting like raz they them on the top of all of my sheets because especially when like a player and a character have different pronouns i always mess it up so you Raz can tell collected I every pronoun like uh-huh. you can yeah. tell whenever i turn the page because i like started messing it up again i had to like write it at the top again but <laughs> yeah something right. i was doing to try and help myself with that when i was taking notes i was always making sure to to write um yes pronouns correctly mm-hmm. so that I'd, I'd see them and read them and be like okay z z z z and 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 such so an attempt was made <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean i i thought you did a really good job yeah you did a good job for sure. sure um then let me ask you another question 
Uh, what was your favorite moment of the game? Oh my god. Oh, you can't do that. That's not fair. <laughs> That's... Well, I figured it's different for all of us, so it's a, a very yeah. important question, I think. I think I probably have two. One's like the entire conversation at the at the last episode between Raz and Camilla. Uh, yeah. I like that mostly because like we're fucking two for two having heavy conversations, Chelsea. Uh, in like the yeah. final episode of all things. Uh, of course. But I do also <laughs> like the, the sort of weird chain of progression that was the the uh, the poetry contest. It went from <laughs> yeah. that to we will fight to the death to people being like, well, no. And then just being like, fuck it. Okay. It felt like, despite it being so out there, it felt like a natural like progression point. <laughs> like, yeah, this this actually all makes sense. Those tracks. Yeah. Like, no, these, yeah. these like, Goose is on brand and, and Jess put her heart and soul and kind of got, like, cheated out of it. Like, it makes sense for you to be like, you know what? No, I need this. I need this right now. Fucking Barrick. <laughs> all, all, yeah. the, all the once per uh, once per session things are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the, the, the charlatans just forge a note. It seems authentic. Uh, I wouldn't have thought of it even though, like, it's a really good use for it. Like, Roger just being like, yeah, I'll just forge the gift certificate and have infinite money. Like, that was... That was yeah. that yeah. was super smart. Uh, they're all very cool. I I am biased. I really like my own because I also think just being like, yeah, I just get to ask somebody a question they have to answer is like a really good point to like yeah. either push the plot or for Dan to just stick stick my nose in things and be like, let me, the player, also know this. It's so mm-hmm. good for all of us <laughs> yeah. nosy bitches. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a similar I- mechanic in Curse, right? Which mechanic? Man, um, it's been like somebody does something where they like. Uh... Well, Verge Verge has a skill oh, where you yeah. do memories yeah. or something so like that. So in in Curse, a quick like mechanical lesson is uh, it has like suggested things that you can do with your powers, but um, it's just really anything that you can think of that are like themed to that. So Virgil, because it was electricity, mm. he could like mess with the electricity in people's brain and like you know like sort of like see their thoughts and like what they're really thinking and stuff it's hard oh, to yeah. remember the mechanics for curse since we played it like a year ago <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't even a year ago <laughs> it feels like it, it was like <laughs> it was gosh we we were starting right at the start of quarantine yeah 2020 is a really long yeah. year guys 2020, 2020 has been 20 been years. years and it's only september <laughs> I know. It's almost not, Wild. but it still is. True. <laughs> um, but other other favorite moments? Um, I think that one of mine, so I sort of like bopped around to a lot of like big moments trying to think of my answer for this. But what I sort of kept coming back to, which I think I brought up to Roger and Chelsea about like 25 times each, is how much I love the <laughs> moment of um, Goose when she's done with her poem and Barrack is just like, Woo! Like, yeah! <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah. just incredibly sweet, and it, like, really touched, like, me as a player. Like, that, like, oh my god, that's, like, <laughs> that's, like, incredibly nice. And I think it summed up their relationship so well, just, like, Barrack having this, like, unwavering support of Goose, and, like, you know, yeah. like, there might have been some, like, romantic stuff there. I think that there was, like, probably some romantic stuff on Goose's side, too, that we don't really think about until the last episode, but just, like, 
who is just so good. They love each other so much. They're such good buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that really was yeah. like every single moment, given the opportunity, like, Barrick was Barrick just like, was so Woo! supportive. <laughs> yeah, he just had Goose's back all the time, and it was always, like, so nice, and especially when, like, Goose was so nervous just to, like, cheer her on and be like, you did such a good job. I was like, oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know Beric was definitely like number one cheerleader wingman like yeah i got you yeah. yeah i think that goose would not be able to be as like happy and optimistic as she was without um without Beric supporting her like she that's where i think she drew a lot of her strength from was from was from her friendship with Beric. that's very gay <laughs> it is <laughs> Friends are gay. It's friends. Friends are gay. You are correct. Friendship is gay. We're taking it all. (laughs) Friendship is magic. Um, I think one of my favorite moments, uh, just like as a listener, and I guess as a player too, um, I really liked episode four. Um, just like kind of as a whole, I know that's kind of like a cop out answer of like, yeah, I really liked this whole like episode. Um, even though, mm. like, I think Barrick, <laughs> it was really fun to play Barrick not knowing what to do, but I was like, no, nah, Barrick definitely has no fucking idea what to do. Like, these puzzles, he would not be able to figure these out. Like, he would not solve this <laughs> mystery. Barrick is not the one that's thinking of this shit. Like, I think Barrick would, like, try to assume that he would understand, like, based on things, and then try to make an assumption about something, and then be wrong, and then get frustrated with it, and be like, well, fuck it, and that's pretty much, like, what I ended up role-playing. I um, will kill you, Temptress. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> will just, like, kill eventually, you. Eventually, <laughs> one of these is gonna be the real Camilla, and, like, I, I will have done it. Um, and I think that he kind of, uh, reverted a little bit to, like how he was when he initially um came to modern times or whatever um not really having a like a lot of the like round edges that kind of come with assimilating um so i think that was really fun to kind of role play that episode but it was just a really fun episode in general to play as a player um and to just like see kind of happen so uh, it's kind of a cop-out answer but that's my answer well i think choosing episode four as a whole isn't exactly unfair since episode four was um if you've listened to the entire series, um, our tarot episode, mm-hmm. um, where nothing was planned, everything was made up on the spot, and I think it, it really turned did. out. Really I, well. I loved episode four. I really did. It was so fun. Um, I wish you could, you guys could have seen me on my end because it was a lot of like, um, you got as you guys were exploring, I was keeping track of time and then also frantically flipping cards to see what was <laughs> happening. <laughs> I if we think... do it again, we'll get a little we'll get a little camera and we'll just put it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it, I'll have it face down, and then you guys can see me just like, oh my god. <laughs> so I'm kind of like between one really funny moment that I loved and one really like feelsy moment that I love. So I really liked when Goose and Jez got stuck together in the terror episode, and then had the feelings talk about Kelly mm-hmm. in like life. That was good. Um, yeah. Since that was kind of the beginning of Jez having to be like, okay, fine, let me, let's, let's talk. And Goose being open to it, which Jez wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, and then fucking, I loved that I got the opportunity to be like, oh, we have to go to the Catholic gift store. And <laughs> Benedict, poor Benedict. Um, I loved everything with Benedict. We were so mean to that poor boy, but especially Raz being like, Benedict, if I start dressing like you, you have to kill me. This is your crusade. 
And uh, all of that was great for sure. I loved all of that exchange. Did Benedict ever come out of the closet after I gave him his homework? That's for the spinoff series. No, it's not. I'm yeah, asking a question the there. Yeah. yeah, it's for it's the for all grown, grown up. up. We check mm-hmm. in on Benedict. I never got to go back and check if he did his homework. We were too he- busy saving them all. He writes like a book later on and it's like all about his experiences coming out. And there's like an entire chapter about everything that happened to them all. And everyone's just like, I'm sorry, what happens in this chapter? Another favorite thing I had was um, showing exactly how old, like what the age disparities were between the players and Chelsea as we were like explaining to yeah. me and Dan, like, no, Cliff Notes were physical. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, I had, yeah, I had heard of physical cliff notes, cliff notes from your, but from your you guys borders. Like, spark notes used to be physical. We were all like, what? <laughs> spark notes? Okay, but yeah, when we said cliff it notes, I was like, I was like, time between, before 1997. I was like, yeah, oh, spark when, notes when came from born. cliff notes. Yes, <laughs> yep. it started on Dan's real life birthday. Uh huh. Yep. Day was born. Fun fact. My sweet baby. <laughs> I, I, I had a, I had another moment about that earlier, where like we were uh, with the question about like how how close to your character are you, and then like Roger and Fiona mentioning that they were friends like in 2013, 2010, or tw- yeah, 2010, being like yeah. I was fucking yeah. 13. 2010 is yeah, the no, year Roger I started high I, school. Um, <laughs> yeah, Roger and I met in 2010 when we started college. And we mm-hmm. did not like each other. <laughs> no. And honestly, like, it's crazy because I'm like... And now we're like literally Fiona best has friends. like such a great connection with me now, yeah. If yeah. it makes you feel any better, Roger, Fiona also hated me when we first met. I didn't it hate you. I thought that you better. didn't like me. That's <laughs> the same like, oh, thing. It's, it's well, to be fair, opposite. Dan, you also thought I didn't like you. I thought a lot of people didn't like me. Oh, no, I, I adored you. Uh, Fiona, do you have any last burning questions? Huh, not not really. I've been sort of like crossing off my questions as we like get things that are sort of adjacent to them. Um, I know so, that I would get murdered right. if I didn't ask you this question, though. Um, from from Gabby again, why did did we not push for the subplot to bring back Goose's horse and then accidentally bring back your ex? <laughs> we didn't have enough time honestly it was introduced too late (laughs) yeah yeah i also think we like at least on my end uh because i also i I didn't know what like out of character prior to that moment like what your character's ex-love's name was but i also wanted to specify like once given information that this is a horse we're talking about just so whenever Raz did something and a person appeared, they wouldn't be like, well, okay, okay. Goose Goose had brought up many times that it was a horse and not a person. Yeah. But yeah. never why, which I never really questioned yeah. until that reveal, and which yeah. laid me out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was tried, like, that's why that was she was so adamant about it. So I, I had like developed the details of this horse with Chelsea before the game started. And that is how I was able to summon Magister Militum Gainus like in the moment in episode zero because I had like researched this person because that was going to be Goose's horse's name. And uh, I told Chelsea after, I'm like, I can change the name of the horse, but I also think it's kind of funny that she would name her horse after this person. 
Also, if you look yeah. at like actually like the timeline, it doesn't really make sense that Goose and this person would have dated because he would have been um he would have been killed before she was like born. But we're just like, ah, oh, we're gonna play with the timeline <laughs> a little bit. There's already magic. They totally yeah, you dated. guys are brought yeah, to the future. It's, it's fine. It's all. I mean, e- everyone yeah. knows the people are listening to this podcast for historical accuracy. So. That's why we had. That's why we chose Tom as our <laughs> right. producer uh, because he has that nice degree in history to make sure that everything we did was historically accurate. No, that's not true at all. That's a lie. <laughs> and there's I'm Tom. sorry. We used Ask Jeeves and Cliff Notes. We worked in payphones. <laughs> we worked very hard I, for historical I, accuracy. I really, I really miss the the fact that there's not payphones everywhere. I do too. I see. I was like really hoping to get to the point where I was gonna do um ten ten two twenty, and in the say your name portion, I'm like, Mom, I'm at the library. Pick me up. Bye. So that I wouldn't have to actually pay for it. Pay pay for that exorbitant <laughs> cost on my parents' phone bill. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm like that. Yeah, I liked throwing in the '90s slang too. That was a good time keeping that time accurate. Just throwing in 90s. I, I love yeah. the charm noise. Th- that was something I looked up for the yeah. um, ad reads. Uh, every time I thanked uh, Tom and, and Nick for doing producer stuff for us, it was always like, ding. you guys are all that in a bag of chips or the home skillet. Or... Yeah, you got to get the ding. <laughs> the ding is yeah. important. Without the ding, what are we? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys like the uh, yeah. design so I did. <laughs> I honestly, I'm honest. when I did Curse, I just, like, didn't. <laughs> There's not a lot of, like, sound effects in Curse, but I loved that you just, like, really went for it in this and it had, like, the dings and stuff. I'm going to go redo Curse and add, like, dings in after everything. <laughs> the, the, the Chelsea cut. Yeah, the Chelsea cut of Curse. That would be extraordinary. <laughs> Release the Chelsea cut. Um. Okay, so I have one last super duper serious question um before we wrap up here which of the characters are team werewolf and which one of them are team vampire goose is team Very werewolf serious question. so previously Derek is also team werewolf previously i think jez would have been uh team vampire um but after the whole thing of semi battling semi helping Colon. a real life vampire it's like hmm, that didn't like go the way my vampire fantasies did whatsoever and i know a really cool werewolf in real life so yeah <laughs> team werewolf <laughs> yeah if we would have gotten to fritz more i think fritz and goose could have been buddies um fritz yeah. fritz is she- cool like as a character idea just being like yeah he's actually he's actually a werewolf <laughs> yeah just literally a werewolf I like Fritz a lot. Dan. Oh, yeah, I should answer this too, huh? Uh, it's probably <laughs> Team Vampire. No. I, I know what I'm about. I'm shocked. <laughs> werewolves are cool. Shock. Like werewolves, <laughs> werewolves are pretty dope. I'll give them that. Uh, but, like, I, I've i done my time uh, as a vampire a handful of times, and I get way too into it, so I know that it would be working well, really very well. Kitty as a person is Team Vampire. <laughs> Jezebel's team werewolf these days. Yeah, I, I think I, am, me, I think me personally, I'm like team it. vampire too. Yeah. I am team vampire girlfriend, aka team Chelsea. Okay. <laughs> nice. I'm really team big titty goth girlfriend. Same. Are we? Everyone are are we not all? Goth, which is the team we should all be on? <laughs> right. That was on the audition sheet for. Uh, it's true. For this. Yeah, game, we right? had are to. You, yeah, we had to say you, that. <laughs> yeah. Do you like big titty goth? That's girlfriends? why. That's why. 
How else would I have picked my group? Um, okay, so let's let's wrap wrap this yeah. boy up here. Um, so if you've enjoyed listening to our behind-the-scenes details of Fables Around the Table, Tainted Love, you can find more about us and our projects at projectderail.com. Um, does anybody have anything to plug? I have a Twitter account that I use to um, talk about uh, bigotry and prejudice in gaming a lot. It's at BlackXCat, B-L-A-C-K-X-K-A-T-T. That's really it. Anything else is going to be through these guys, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I was the GM on the first season of this show. It was called Curse. It was pretty fun. Uh, Chelsea and Dan were two of my players. If you like um, supernatural dramas with like some horror thrown in, you should check that out and give it a listen. Um, also, I'm on the Project Derailed podcast big streaming pile with Tom, who we've referenced a couple times uh, in this, you know, in this show, who is um, our producer on this show and also my partner. So we talk about bad movies on streaming services. It's really fun. If you've ever wondered how to view a B-movie through Hegelian dialectic, for instance, you should give that podcast a listen. Uh, and finally, I am on the podcast Tales of the Void Fair with uh, Nick Tanner and our friend Saker, and uh, we play Spelljammer on that game. So if you like Dungeons and Dragons and also space, I guess, uh, you should give that one a listen as well. Those are all Project Derailed podcasts, and like Chelsea said, you can find out more at projectderailed.com, where I also write a bunch of articles and cool written stuff. And uh, if you want to follow me personally, all of my socials are at Fiona L.F. Kelly. You do the ad read much better than I do. (laughs) (laughs) So many times for curse. (laughs) Um, And while you're listening to any of the Project Derailed podcasts and you'd like to uh, get all cozied up, uh, may I recommend a soy wax candle from Plot Kindling Candles. Uh, Plot Kindling Candles is a Etsy store where we make character-inspired candles for all your uh, good-smelling needs. Uh, spooky season is among us, and we're almost at the beginning of a new month, so that means two new candles. Um, check out the store this month for a tiefling and a rogue candle, perfect for the Halloween season. I am currently burning one of the candles. Ooh. It's the one that starts with an S and has the name I can't say. That's all. The pumpkin spice spitza. one? Yes. I love that. Yeah. Sable spitza. Yeah, Sable spitza. I'm burning that right now. It smells really good. Good. Um, that's definitely one of our, our favorites. Um, if you like pumpkin spice, Sable spitza might be for you. Um, and then finally, uh, Fiona and I have one more thing we to do. announce. Um, it's sort of our last question. What's coming next for uh, Fables Around the Table? And and our very next season, which we are announcing right now, exclusive to this podcast, also probably on social media, which I'm sure Nick will get to when this is posted. Um, we are doing something a little bit different from what we've done the last two seasons. Um, Fables Around the Table Season 3 is going to be called Firelight, and it is going to have me, Chelsea, Nick, and also our friend Cliff, who asked us a couple of our questions on this episode. And uh, in honor of October slash spooky season, instead of doing a full campaign, we are doing a series of one-shots. So a different one-shot will be released every week of October, and uh, each of us is going to 
to take a turn DMing all of those, which is going to be really exciting and fun. And I'm very, very uh, excited for everyone to listen to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, really we, excited uh, for it. We recorded our um, our first episode, which is a actually DMless game. I cheated. I didn't DM a game. I got a DMless game together, and it was it was really good and fun. And I'm I'm really excited to see what else we do on this season. Yeah. So if you're looking for uh, some spooky stories to get into the mood this October, you should check out Fables Around the Table Firelight. And uh, yeah, we should have a trailer for Firelight right at the end of this episode. So stay tuned and uh, listen to all this spooky goodness yeah um so thank you everyone for joining us for our retrospective for fables around the table tainted love it was an amazing experience to be able to share the story with all of you and so thank you for listening thank you players for giving me your best performances thank you nick and tom for being the best producers i could ever ask for and we hope you will join us for next season and thank, thank you, you chelsea, chelsea for being the best, for being the best yeah. small rat my favorite gm of no. of fables around the table personally <laughs> i love this game it was so fun chelsea thank you so much for running it it was it was good to have the uh and the genre editing and doing yes. absolutely this. everything yeah it, was, yeah it was so much fun i love this season As each day shrinks shorter and the nights grow colder, our souls prepare to darken along with the night sky. Four storytellers gather round the campfire. Each has a tale to tell. The counselors at Camp Marigold are trying to move on from the terrors of the previous summer. Will they escape from the clutches of the Lindworm? Three friends investigate a small town after their vehicle breaks down on their road trip. Will they survive its horrifying secret or succumb to devastation? A tale of mystical felines who watch over the children of the neighborhood. Will they be able to save them on All Hallows' Eve? When nightmares become indistinguishable from reality, where do the real horrors lie? Fables around the table. Firelight premieres October 7th. Wherever you get your podcasts. projectderailed.com